Yeah, this is the Fully Cultured Podcast. I am Base, your co-host, and here with me we have... Ah, it's Aeson. I am the other host. <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun. Uh, I hope everyone is staying safe during this kind of... Time of crisis. The world's yeah. ending. The sky is falling down. S- stay indoors. <laughs> Don't get hit by a meteor. Or truck. Can't forget truck coon. Oh yeah, just we might just get isekai'd. Wouldn't want yeah. that, would we? Don't want to turn out to be Subaru in Rare Zero. Ah, uh, that's the best kind of isekai. <laughs> I see what you mean there, but you get yourself a maid, and then um, completely cock her up, and let's go for the other girl. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'd be so into Rem. I can't believe you passed that up. But hey, a princess is a princess. A maid's a maid. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What should I st- <laughs> um where should we get start from? Uh so uh, basically we we could start from um, let's try to get to know each other. So base you know say a bit about yourself so we know who you are and we'll we'll go from that to the anime stuff at, or I'll talk about myself as well. Radio well Let's see, I started actively watching anime maybe oof, eight years ago, maybe? It was the beginning of high school, was it eight or nine years ago? Maybe almost ten years now. At the beginning of high school is when I actually started going out of my way to watch anime. Before that, it was just the typical stuff like Dragon Ball Z and Naruto that were just played everywhere and you could like easily see them and watch them anywhere they were more advertised than anything else but then i don't know i think i started actively watching maybe around when sword art came out because sword art was like super hyped and everything so i found crunchyroll around that time and started watching everything on there pretty much mostly just like the 25 episode the 13 episode animes around that time but yeah that's kind of what got me into it like actively (laughs) <laughs> well, sort of, sort of basically got a lot of people into anime. Um, oh, m- me, Aeson, I, I, I began watching anime oh, more later than you because I wasn't cultured back then when everyone was in high school watching anime. Uh, let me think. Um, it was basically after I finished high school. Uh, maybe after that as well, I was like in TAFE doing electrical and then my friends were like talking about anime and stuff. I was like, what is this? What are you talking about? I've never heard of this. And then one night I decided to go in anime lab and, and watch some anime. And I, I'm not I'm not experienced with anime and how, how it works. And I watched this first season of... Well, it wasn't the first season, it was the third season of High School DxD and... That basically got me into anime, and I, I I didn't watch it properly because I started from season three instead of season one. So I'm like lost and everything. I was like, wow, who who are these characters and everything? A very cultured first anime. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the harems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. High School DxD is great. Ah, yeah. There's probably a lot more. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, um, so, what anime intro is your favourite, A-san? Should we- Oh, there's, there's, there's quite a few. 
Let's start with like an active one, like a really like hyped up metal. Gotta be the Asterix War one. That that freaking one, just like gets me pumped and everything. The second opening. Um, I I think both of them are pretty good, but yeah, the second one's pretty pumped. What do you think, Bass? What's your favorite one? Oh, for me, it would be some of the Naruto ones, but one that really stands out to me that I can think of, probably one of the first ones that I really, really liked, was from like a small anime called Blast of Tempest, only like 24 episodes, but that one had a really cool opening. It was all like super rock and like metal sort of thing. It was really nice, really got you pumped to watch the rest of the anime. It was only for the first season, though. Second season, they kind of mellowed it down, but hey... Yeah, that kind of reminds me of like the My Hero intros, like the the first couple of seasons. They're like they started to be get better, and then they just threw the off off the wagon. I'm like, what is this intro? <laughs> it's not the same. Why can't they just get the popular vote of a good one and then just leave it? Yeah, the like the intros just don't r- match from what ha- what's happening in the anime. Sometimes you're like, it's all super serious in in one episode. And then it just throws over to the intro, and you're like, this is not what I need right now. I just watched the guy get killed. Why is everyone freaking trying to be super happy and, like, out there fighting each other? No, we need, like, some rain and shit here. Yeah. That that just doesn't feel right when you're, like, watching the anime, and then it just does this school bit, and it's all (laughs) just cutesy kind of thing. Yeah, they should have sometimes, like, for a really like emotional scene or something like to match the ending to match what um just happened in the episode i reckon that's probably one thing like the anime industry could probably get better at like trying to match the intros and openings with what's happening in the episode like if it's if it's like a fight scene like a like a fighting episode where they're just fighting non-stop should like hype it up with like an opening that's like full-on you know, upbeat and like metal rock, whatever, to get you pumped for it. If it's going to be like a slower sort of episode, maybe like a more mellow opening or something along those lines would be pretty interesting yeah. to see. Um, the Demon Slayer one is, is one of the good ones as well. Uh, it's got a good song and then they have like um, all this good detail in it. I'm not sure if you've seen the D- Demon Slayer intro. Nope, I haven't seen Demon Slayer yet. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> Basically, you need to get on the wagon. I do, I do. Everyone's been talking about it, hyping it. I don't know, just haven't sat down to watch it yet. Alright, let's go to the next one. Um, The funniest F anime you've watched. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I know, right? Quite a few. Oof. Quite a few, but you can't name one? I can think of one. It was one of the first like funny like not so serious animes that i ended up watching when i first started watching it kind of pops into my head right now it's called it ixion saga dt it's about a guy who kind of gets isekai into another world and then he gets um this like hammer weapon and he um one of his first fights he whacks um his opponent in the balls and then his opponent just has like one ball the entire anime until like a trans character comes in and just gives him his balls <laughs> I, I found that super funny Oh, my funniest anime would be um, Bucker and Tess. It's the English dub version. And it's just so funny because, like, 
the way they act in this anime is it's just <laughs> they're like school people and then they're put in these situations and they're so funny uh, it's hard to explain it but if you've seen the anime in the dub version you'll understand this other anime um Konosuba oh that's a funny anime but it's it's funny in a different way guy gets isekai and he brings this girl back with him which was the what do you call it the the girl that that chooses where, where you get isekai to or something like that let's let's call her aqua she's like the blue haired chick and she's basically a meme yeah she's quite useless uh, useless wait that's not the right one <laughs> Everyone knows about Aqua and the meme. Yeah, she's useless, yeah, in this anime. And she does that funny face. But um, basically, uh, she, um, Kazuma is, gets one wish before he gets isekai'd, and he takes Aqua with her. And then there's a lot of funny stuff that happens from there. Then you meet Megamin, the explosion chick, and then you meet... Darkness, this blonde chick that's into some S&M stuff, which is kind of weird, but it's funny as well because she likes to get beat up and stuff. And then, yeah, <laughs> that's quite funny. <laughs> I've heard of that anime and I've seen like a lot of memes and shit around that. Sounds interesting. Yeah, the the, the, the sub version is what makes it so funny. The dub version's trash. Don't don't even look at the dub version. <laughs> I shall keep that in mind. Yes. Okay. I've had this other s- subject, wh- which I f- I find I think is pretty interesting. <laughs> I think about they should make this anime called How I Met Your Waifu. Like How I Met Your Mother, but How I Met Your Waifu. <laughs> yeah, they should like put all the best waifus into one anime, and then there's like one. Kyoto-looking character, and he gets to choose one. Which one will he choose? And it goes on for nine seasons, <laughs> and has a disappointing ending. Yeah, we 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 all know how that feels. <laughs> all right. So, Asan, how did you meet your wife? It's hard to say. There's too many. <laughs> all right. Let's go with top three then. Well, so well while we're at it, we gotta go into the Fate series. Oh, this, I wasn't into Cinderace at in the beginning, but now I've I've kind of grown to it. Yeah, they tickle your fancy now, huh? <laughs> yeah, something about a a girl that like you know she's all violent at first, and then she starts to get appealing to you, and then you're like, oh my god, this this is my woman. Hard exterior but soft interior. <laughs> yeah, that's what you like. Um, so. The waifu I'm talking about, so we got Rin from Fate, Rin Tosaka. Oh, sh- she's one anime girl. She's like thick. <laughs> she wears the clothes pretty good. She's got the knee socks, the stocking, and the skirt, and then the red sh- shirt. <laughs> Red's my favorite color. Oh yeah, so that's a huge plus from me. <laughs> While I'm describing this, I'm just looking at the figure of her. <laughs> it's a good figure you got there. Yeah, we got quite a bit of figures in this place. <laughs> yeah, we got quite a few. Everywhere we turn to, there's either a poster or a figure or some manga lying around. 
Yeah, this is a good studio. We got this is a cultured place. We got posters, um, figures. We got consoles. We even got a PC, a PS4, a Switch. What don't we have? Just about everything you'd want. Yeah, everything a cultured person needs. That's right to keep them happy, fulfilled, warm inside. Okay, I'll just keep going through my waifu list. <laughs> don't want to get okay. too sidetracked. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I'll just go through the ones that I, I need. Okay, so um, this other one, waifu from Quintessential Quintopolis. Anyone that knows about that anime knows there's this five girl, and they're all, re all related. They're all siblings, twins. Yeah. Quintuplets. <laughs> Quintuplet. <laughs> uh, so, which quintuplet is your favorite? Is your waifu? Oh, before it was Miku, but but when I started reading the the manga, oh, it, it was just like Miku just went out the door, and Nina went to best girl. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. What appealed you most about her? What upped it? What so, appeals most about her to you? Something about the short hair, mate. <laughs> yeah, and has a temper. <laughs> uh, um, Love a chick with short hair. Yeah. <laughs> Them tsundere's. Ah, that's the appealing. She's very eager. And then she gave him a nickname and all that stuff. But yeah, one of the characters... The characteristics that I liked most about um, Nino is that, like, once she set her mind to getting the main character, she, like, went through with it 100%. I really liked that determination in her. So appealing. Yeah. That's what we need. <laughs> yeah, I, I like a girl that knows what she wants and goes after it. So, yeah, if any female listeners are, you know, listening in. I'm not sure if we could put that in, but yeah, listeners, base is single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and lucky number third on your How I Met Your Waifu list. There, there's quite a few. Uh, there's this other anime. Hmm. I, I'm trying to split the difference. It could be, it could either choose between Bunny Girl Senpai or the We Never Learn one. I have, a, I have an Instagram account about this chick from We Never Learn. <laughs> well, so I'll, I'll go off. I'll, I'll say her f then. Okay, so from We Never Learn, there's this chick from... This, oh, I, my, what I'm saying is just retired, but... From We Never Learn, Rizu Ugata, this this ranger-looking chick. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she's the she's the waifu in this anime. <laughs> Oh, to describe her, she's pretty thick. That's all you need to know. Sometimes you gotta go thick and never go mick, I guess. I don't know, I can't think I've never heard that word before. Alright, I'll go now. First one, and it's such an easy one for me, it would be Hinata Hyuga Naruto. from Naruto. Uh, ever since I started uh, watching um, Naruto Shippuden all the way through, like, I was at the beginning a Sakura fan, but then after when um, Hinata actually stepped up against the fight with Pain, even though she knew she was going to, you know, 
lose and not make it she still stepped in and fought for the person she loved and that sold it for me i was like screw anything like sakura does for the rest of the thing even though she was built up to be this person like a, a chick that puts herself puts the person she loves above all else in her life that's super appealing to me and like straight away just fell for her right then and there like even though she was about to die but my heart died a little and yeah that was that's my number one top waifu and then let's see second one quite a few on the list but let's go with miss rem from rare zero and she i just love her loyalty and like straight out like the way she was just so determined to help uh subaru throughout the whole thing like at first like you kind of like you know why you know she just tried to kill him why would you know you kind of ship them or whatever but like after he kind of gets through that hurdle and shows her that he isn't that bad of a guy like the way she just tries to help him and kind of like sees him as her hero and kind of like not really worships him but like respects him to like a loving level that was super like appealing to me like just a chick that could go through all those lengths and believe you and no matter what like if you need something she'll be like so down for it that's straight out so appealing to me like yeah just that loyalty i guess is kind of like what i'm into and like a chick that can just drop everything for you for you and if you need help like be like yeah i'm here to help let's you know solve this together even though like the hero even heroes need help sometimes but yeah, that's what kind of like sold Rem for me. And then like, let's not even go to like her confession scene. It was like the best confe anime confession scene like ever. <laughs> Hands down, only to get rejected. Oh, heartbreak. But oh, hey, yeah. at least she's, you know, she has room in her heart for me now. <laughs> Subaru can go to Emilio all he wants. <laughs> all right, and third one. Uh, let's go with... What's her name? Let's see. Give me a second. Alright, I'll give you all the time you need. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about... Talon from Code Geass. Oh yeah? I know what you're talking Dude, about. You haven't, you haven't finished it, man. You need to still finish Code Geass, bro. How could you watch it like halfway through and stop watching? It's like such a amazing anime. I don't know, it's like one of my favorite ones, hands down. Let me just butt in for a second. I, I was watching this anime. <laughs> you're, you're talking about Code Geass. I watch it and it just gets all dark. And I'm like, oh crap, this is this is messed up in so many ways. So I was like... But there's like a lot of philosophical questions and a lot of like philosophy and shit behind all their actions. And they deal with like kind of like real world problems, but they take it like in an anime sort of world. Like... I don't know, dictatorship and I don't know, things like that. Like how the world can be improved and be better and can uh, being honest and faithful and just over um, is better to be like a good person and live like peacefully and under the rule of like a bad person better than to like try and become a terrorist or whatever and change it by doing bad things but for a good reasons, kind of like do the means really i mean do the ends really justify the means it gets really deep but yeah that's why it gets kind of dark it answers i mean it doesn't answer it, like discusses a lot of real world problems 
which is what I like about it most. But anyway, back to Carlin. Like, what I liked about her, another, just like a really admirable quality that I, you know, personally look for is like the loyalty and like the belief she had in, um, in Lelouch the entire time. Well, I guess zero the entire time. But yeah, how even though she didn't really understand 100%, like she believed what she was doing to be right. And even though she had to, to do some not so great things she believed that at the end even though she had to do these little things here and there she it was for a good cause and to make the world a better place kind of like sometimes maybe the the ends do justify the means kind of and like she kind of balances on that rope throughout the whole series which is interesting to see she never really crosses any lines but she always kind of follows zero into all the battles knowing that whatever he comes up with and anything that he like any plan that he comes up with is usually right because he's never failed her and why would he fail her now even though they're both striving for peace so i really found that admirable like even though she didn't know 100 percent like why he was doing the things he was doing he knew she knew that it was for a good cause and for to achieve peace at the end of the day so to have that kind of like blind admiration and blind loyalty and blind faith in someone like not really blind but deep down she knew that it was for a good reason so that was kind of what sold me on her and let's not talk about her thickness but yeah those are my top three as of right now yeah that's good you know what you want (laughs) in a woman and or anime girl as and a waifu yeah well let's get to the next topic uh, this is uh, this is uh, a bit of a <laughs> a good one because this is a good story for everyone. So never watch anime while your parents around. are around, and especially when it's one of those weird ones where something weird happens, and then someone walks in right when you couldn't pause it or or stop it or turn off the screen or anything. Okay, so let me go with this. Okay. So I was watching Day Live. Anyone see the series? It's, it, yeah, it's some anime where I don't know. They, are they aliens or something? Base? Uh, they're like other dimensional beings, I guess. Something like aliens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So this is what happens. So you know Kirimi in this anime. Yeah. Uh, the tr- time traveling chick in this anime. Oh, well, this is what happens. So, we have this chick called Origami. She's trying to stop Kirimi from getting close to... What's the guy's name? Uh... Oh, I forget. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, so let me... Yeah. Just say the MC. Yeah, the MC. MC Dog, whatever his name is. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll think of it one day. So, the MC... Oh, Kirimi is getting too close to him. And Ogrami's try trying to stop him from doing that. So one one day, she she finds Kirimi and then she tries to stop her. And Kirimi, like just out of nowhere, just like ties her up with ropes and stuff, and then like starts licking her and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is a bit weird. And then really good SNM right at, right there, right at that moment where the she's all tied up and stuff. My dad decides to walk in, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. "Fuck!" 
and they're like, how do I explain myself out of this one? <laughs> and yeah, and he's like, what's this? And I'm like, it's anime, you would understand. <laughs> and then I turned it off, and then I was like, fuck. Oh my god. Something similar, I feel like it's happened to everyone, but like, never watch an etchy anime while your parents are at home. But for me... It, I was watching it on like the big screen at my place, like the biggest <laughs> TV in the house, and uh. like my and uh, my parents weren't there, like they were out somewhere or whatever, and so like I was just enclosed in that one room, just watching, and then um, it was annoying because like it was just like a decent episode where like nothing was exposed or anything, and then just as like my mom or I think it was my mom and dad, they both like walked in at the same time. Like just as they walked in, like that's when like they had like a bathroom scene where like the chicks would talk. Oh my bathroom. goodness, the beach episode. <laughs> <sighs> I know, and it was so bad because like all that's covering them up is like steam and shit. And I was like, shit, man, why do they have to like walk in at this exact moment where like this happens for like five ten like not five ten seconds but like a minute or two whereas the rest of the episode they're all fully clothed talking about what just happened in the anime like what the hell <laughs> and then yeah they walked in i was like oh shit so i just quickly like tried to fast forward it to like the decent scene and but like by then it's too like, like, like what the hell <laughs> yeah what are you watching son this is a bit weird son these are not real women <laughs> uh question my morality nah but yeah that takes a toll on your morale <laughs> it does just a bit then you're like shit I have to make sure they're not like at home or like on their way home so from then on any edgy anime that I like sat down to watch was always on like a smaller screen or like a laptop or something ah uh, next time I'm gonna invest in a lock <laughs> or like some sort of sign that says knock before you come in because I can't take that damage <laughs> Or like a sensor that like automatically turns off the screen when they walk in. Oh, that that's like something we need to invest in. Face. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we, we could come up with it, and like so many cultured people would need this. True, true. Okay, so we're going with your first anime. Oh, we've already been through this. You've yours, Dragon Ball Z or Naruto, yeah? Dragon Ball Z. And I I said high school DC. That's what I'm saying, but there's this other one. <laughs> I don't want to say, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's on Anime Lab. Oh, oh let, let's, let's let's ask this other one. Hmm, it's, what's your favorite genre base? My favorite genre, oofed. Oof. Ah, uh, slice of life, I guess. They're just all very wholesome animes, the slice of life ones. They're all like dealing with like high school personal problems and then like a little bit of relationship romance. Always gets, you know, the heart pumping. Ah, uh, there's nothing about better than romance. I need that romance in my life. So that's why I watch it. <laughs> yeah, especially a couple of otakus that never had a high school romance or anything like that. Yeah. We need something to fill that void. Yeah, that's the void you need, because yeah. you can relate to. Yeah, true, and those animes hit different when you've never had that experience. Okay. Let us know, all the people that have had high school romances, let us know. Like, do they really hit differently, animes, compared to, like, the people that don't have any experience? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, let us know in our next Instagram post. <laughs> Hashtag fully culture. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. 
or on Twitter. Yeah, use the hashtag fully cultured. We'll yeah, find you there. Fully cultured. At fully cultured. Okay, let's go to this other one where we talk about animes and the innings that we want, but we didn't get. Oof. Oof. I want to talk about the Rascal Bunny Girl movie because that's that came onto Anime Lab for like to this week, so everybody's watching it now. Okay, so when we first saw it, oh my goodness, my heart took some damage. <laughs> it really did take some damage. Oh my god, still recovering from that blow. We don't want to spoil or anything, but at the end, the ending. It's not what we we wanted. It needed more time to develop and explain itself. Like, you had to kind of like take a couple seconds or a couple minutes after it ended to be like, wait, 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 what the hell just happened? Like, you know, did this happen? Did that happen? And then you're like, oh, okay. It takes you like a little bit to figure out exactly how everything turned out in the end. Because it takes a lot of twists and turns, but I feel like it needed like maybe an extra 10 minutes to explain everything. Yeah, I think they just ran out of time and just rushed the ending. You're like, ah, oh, this seems decent enough, and then just throw it at us. And that kind of hurt me. <laughs> the amount of damage that I took, we couldn't recover after that ending. Even though we were somewhat happy, I wanted to see more. Like, a happy more ending, not just a dull kind of happy ending. Yeah, same. Like... Because we're unsure that we're getting, like, another season for it, eh? So to have, like, um, a movie to, like, kind of wrap things up, I don't feel like it did a decent job of wrapping things up. It wrapped up, like, what could have been wrapped up in, like, a couple episodes for, like, a story arc for a character. For the character that's, like, the main character in the movie. But in terms of, like, the main protagonist, I guess, like, not really. Like, it kind of just finished uh finished off like a little bit after it began but yeah needed a better more fleshed out ending oh so the other movie i was talking about i was on last night i think you've heard of it it's called no name is it no name no name yeah it's, that's it so or your name Oh yeah, it's your name, not no name. <laughs> What's your name? No name. <laughs> uh, so basically, we we got this your name. Um, so it gets a bit, or well, like every movie, there's got to be a depressing bit, and then they work themselves to to find a happy ending. Do get somewhat of a happy ending, but. Come on, you can't just leave me like that. It's like, yeah, come on. Yeah, I just want the good bit where like, oh, you get to see some wholesome moments with like, oh, they're finally together and you're, they're on their first day and then they get married and all that stuff. Yeah, Asan really wants an epilogue, like an episode that kind of like f- the yeah, aftermath of everything. Yeah, he wants to see, like, the more cutesy moments, the more wholehearted, wholesome moments, which we all do, like, come on, like, we were robbed of it, like, the entire movie, we see them struggling to be together, and then when, um, when they're just about to get together, when they finally meet up again at the end, like, that's where it cuts off, it's like, come on, man, like, don't, don't play me, don't do me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's got a dog, the boys. boys. Yes, it is such a dog movie. Yeah. 
Such a dork move. Okay, so is there any other moments you want to talk about in like movies that have dog G base? Movies in general or just anime movies? Anime movies. <laughs> um, the latest My Hero a little bit. Oh, yes, we could talk about that. We could talk about this in another podcast. Like we could go into full descriptive, but we can keep this short and talk about it. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, I don't really like when um amnesia is involved especially when it's um temporary and for plot conveniences like if you're gonna use amnesia or whatever make it like a flushed out and explain exactly why it happens because i feel like anime does such a not so good job of like exploring amnesia like they have it for convenience sakes and like especially jrpgs like they have amnesia as like kind of like a convenience device for like to kind of like push the plot along and i didn't like that into the latest my hero movie and also it sucks that it's not really canon like they have all the stuff happening it's only like cash grabs which kind of annoys me it's like if you're gonna do a movie like at least have it somewhat canon it doesn't have to be fully canon or like you know but what do you mean by canon canon it means like it's part of the like actual story like it follows like the manga and it's like it actually influences the story and it's mentioned later down the track like for example like some like a lot of the dragon ball z movies from like the 90s all the way to like the early 200s they were all non-canon like all the movies like happened between like seasons and stuff but like they played no role and like everyone like none of the characters like mentioned what happened there it was all only like there were only stories and movies for money purposes sort of thing you know yeah, they yeah. don't really influence the story and like and any character development that happens in there isn't only happens for that movie it doesn't really carry on to like the next season or whatever that's what canon means canon means to follow like the source material and the manga. oh yeah let me just jump in for a second. So basically, in the My Hero movie, apparently, this was what I've heard, this this movie takes place somewhere after the school festival, because this is where Deku is still learning about his sh- finger power kind of thing. Yeah, the finger cannon, because he does use that in the movie. So that also takes into the story in the movie but he doesn't use it that much yeah i mean especially with like the previous movie like that as well like everything that happened in there we kind of like didn't get to see it like carry on into like the third season now yeah third fourth season and the fifth season's been announced oh yeah oh yeah can't wait for another season my hero going plus ultra in season five stay true go beyond (laughs) anyway what's your um most disappointing ending in a movie oh i I think i've said it all my (laughs) the no name the your name uh, oh your name the rascal bunny girl ending oh so those two Ooh, while we're at it we could talk about mangas far out there's so many (laughs) out there to talk about Oh, so let's talk about the manga app that we're using. Oh, yeah. We're not sponsored anything. Well, and it, I, I wish. don't even think it's on the store anymore. Yeah, it's not. You can't get this app on the a- Apple Store or Android Store. It's been taken off. 
and they're gonna close this app, which is kind of depressing because this is a decent app. It doesn't have these kind of retarded ads that just pop up when you're scrolling through. No, it like puts like if there is an ad, it'll put it like between two pages, which yeah, is yeah. pretty good. So like you can just easily scroll right past it. It's so convenient. Yeah, it's so convenient. There's this other manga app that I was testing out called Manga Reader, and it's just annoying as fuck. I can't swear, can I? <laughs> but but I was just get to the point. Say fudge. Yeah. So I'm I'm scrolling through the chapters. And like, you know, when you're reading, you like to scroll and, you know, swipe right, start left, and then this damn pop-up ad just pops up, and it's a video one, and it's so annoying when that happens. Because you, you just, like, lose, you know, your m momentum when you're reading it. It takes you out of the zone. Yeah. So that's kind of... A real turn-off. Yeah. Uh, hopefully the, the Manga Rock the new app that they're developing is just as good as the original. Yeah, so the first app that we were using that's really good and really decent is Mangarok, so, and we've heard that they're developing a new one, so hopefully it's just as good, or even better. <laughs> yeah, we can only hope, but I'm used to being disappointed with a lot of things. Oh my god, especially <laughs> with not getting second seasons of animes and third seasons. Oh, don't get me started with no second seasons. Or third seasons, or whatever. Even though the manga's completely finished, they still don't finish off the anime. Yeah. The worst kind of pain. Oh, while we're at it, we're talking about like, those new seasons and stuff. You know what's another disappointment, Base? What is it, Asan? The new season of High School DxD, season 4. Oh my god. Oh, the artwork. The, the art style in this anime, and the plots in this anime they just it's just garbage the art is cancer the eyes and i'm not sure if if high school dxd can like you know turn this around but we can always hope that they get someone to fix this but it looks like the damage has been done because they got yeah it has i mean i think it's because they got like a new studio that yeah I... the latest yeah so hopefully that studio either learns from their mistakes or you know does something about it Hopefully. Yeah. I questioned the studio dropping it, the old studio. Like, why would you do that? I'm pretty sure High School DxD had some good amount of fans or fan base. Yeah, very juicy, cultured fan base. Yeah, I bet you there's a partition <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, a partition. To get them back or to fix the, the artwork. And if there isn't, we can start one. Yeah, let's start that. I want my season four high school DxD fixed. <laughs> okay, well, while we're on the subject, let's go back to manga and get back to talking about manga. Which one are you thinking of talking about? Oh, we're so many. I'll start off. Oh, my favorite. Mm. We're going to just talk about all the good ones. It's hard to say. I I was reading this other this this like one of the first ones I was reading. It's like this one called Rental Girlfriend. Oh, base you've heard of this one. I, it's a interesting concept. Well, this guy. Oh, oh my god. He pretty much pays um an agency or whatever to go on a date with one of their chicks that they've got, and pretty much he can just uh pick whichever chick he wants and uh kind of like 
make her wear not really wear but like kind of choose the style that she wears and take her wherever he wants and all that sort of stuff and it's pretty much like a paid date and it's it reminds me a little bit of like sugar daddies because a little bit like where they pay like a chick to hang out with them and listen to them and all that kind of like that but not really but anyway so yeah what this guy does he recently breaks up with his girlfriend and then uh he goes to the agency gets this one and he goes on a date with her falls for her and he keeps spending money on her and, and yeah the story develops and thickens it gets really really good i'm re i'm really enjoying it thus far i'm up to date with it and they announced an anime for it so we'll be seeing that maybe at the end of the year yeah that'll be interesting to see what happens in this what happens to this manga turn into an anime and see what they do to it like what's different from the manga to the anime let's compare right, that's also an interesting thing every time they do like an anime uh, a manga adaptation that uh, we've been following and they ch like change little things here and there in the anime it's always interesting to see what route they take it if they stay 100% faithful and add little things here and there is what I really like seeing in it I don't really like it when they change or completely ignore certain parts um in a manga and just like change it up in the anime i feel like they did that with like some parts of quintessential right yes so with quintessential that, that that's that's an interesting bit to jump into so if you watch the first season of quintessential you're left in a cliffhanger and you're like i want to know more I go straight to the manga and then find out what happened. So the manga's finished now. I'm not sure about the ending or the ending that's how I wanted it to go. So basically, I don't want to spoil it. Should I spoil it, base? <laughs> uh, probably not the ending, nah. So I, I'm pretty sure I predicted this before. I'm like, so the girl from the past I'm like, hmm, let, let, me, let me think about this. Childhood friend, I guess. Yeah, the, ch the childhood friend. The, that archetype. Yeah. I, I'm like, maybe they'll take it to the childhood friend route, you know? They, they have this route. And I'm like, I'm questioning if they will take this route, because like, it's, it's like the normal route to take. Yeah, a lot of animes usually go for the childhood friend route, like um, when the MC has a childhood friend, no matter like what chick comes after they kind of like get pushed back or like they get explored and teased but then i guess that's just to like build up hype for the ending of the manga and there's only one anime manga that i've read that kind of like pushed the childhood archetype back like they had this whole like i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah 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 you know where i'm going <laughs> is it nisekoi <laughs> yeah nisekoi yeah so if anyone's uh watched the anime uh has read the manga and the ending you know what i'm talking about but yeah that kind of like annoyed me i was kind of like shipping the dmc with the childhood friend but unfortunately we didn't get what we want yeah the whole time when we're reading this manga like you know you're just hoping that maybe there's a chance that it might be different and nah that's not what happens Oh, that just like hurts. You don't get what you want. Nope. Dino's still best girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, rental. Moving back to rental girlfriend. Yeah, like 
it's really interesting manga. Like the first time I picked it up, couldn't put it down till like I got all like caught up to date with it. It was just that great. So like I'm super looking forward to the anime coming out. Your th- Ooh, it's it's got 146 chapters right now. Yeah, it does. I'm still a good, I don't know. Let me see. A good 30 chapters behind. <laughs> I kind of dropped off off the bandwagon because I got annoyed with MC a bit. Yeah, I mean it got a bit boring towards like the hundred and tenth chapter or whatever hundred chapter. Uh, but I don't know. It started picking up again these last five ten chapters. Yeah, that's the thing with like some mangas, like when you have a MC, you expect them to be decent, but then you have the annoying little prick. How's he get a girl? And then he's he just beats this little brat. Yeah, you think like it's really annoying, but like I feel like it's they do it for plot reasons. How um sometimes like when the MC goes for something, he doesn't really grow and learn from it until like the plot kind of requires him to learn from it. Whereas like if for example if we go something uh, in real life. Like, we'd usually kind of, like, take a step back and sit down and be like, all right, you know, what did I do wrong? How can I be better for next time? Whereas in anime and manga, they're, like, I don't know, they just kind of, like, brush it off. Like, yeah, they went through that crap and they didn't really become a better person because of it until, like, the plot requires them to be like, oh, yeah, what happened, like, a hundred chapters ago? You know, maybe I should change that about myself and be better. (laughs) Which is, yeah, a little bit disappointing, but what can you do? Yeah, they have to make it, you know, lifelike kind of thing. They have to drag it out, build some hype. Ah, uh, milking it, that's what they like. Yeah, that's right. Got to keep the fans interested, wanting more. Yeah, they can't bore them. No. Why do you think all the harem animes and mangas keep, like, teasing the MC with all the characters? And then they don't really tell us who he ends up with until, like, the last two chapters. Last two chapters? Okay, so, babe. What's well, usually the last two chapters, or the last couple? Oh, okay. So, the other one, let's see. I'm just going through the app. I'm just like scrolling through. I'm like, what else could I. T- which one? This is the other one. This is the one that's like. It's the one that you read, and it's like, oh, my heart. It feels so good when I read this. <laughs> um, so, it's. The title of this one's called More Than a Mar- Married Couple, but Not Lovers, apparently. <laughs> this This manga, oh. It's an interesting concept. You want to explain it, base? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. All right, so one curriculum in the in high school, right? High school. Uh, is that uh, you're kind of, like, tested and graded upon your uh, compatibility, I guess, or, like, for your work. Uh, not work. For, like, your domestic life with a partner. So it kind of, like, pairs you up with... I think at the beginning it's, like, random, right? It randomly, like, puts you in a pair and then, like kind of like scores you on how well you either do on tests and like day-to-day life and chores and activities and whatnot like that and uh yeah and then it's kind of like a whole grading system and then at the end of it like the couple with like the top three couples get to like exchange partners with whoever they want or whatnot like that and the MC kind of like falls for this one chick or like has a crush on this one chick but he ends up with uh, another chick and he kind of has to like uh, live with her for the duration of the manga thus far and it's interesting you, you kind of see like both sides of like their relationship like the chick he kind of has a crush on 
you kind of like ship them because I don't know DMC you get to see his point of view but then you kind of like at first like the chick he ends up with in the house and the situation with at, at the beginning you're kind of like nah man she's a total airhead you know stupid. <laughs> no, she's she's kind of those gal kind of chicks typical typical you know uh I don't know THOTs but yeah and I don't know little by little you get to know her and then you know you get to this point where you're like shit they're both pretty good like who should he end up with and it's it's good I really like that how at the beginning I was like 100% certain nah bro take her and now it's kind of like I'm on the edge at the moment like 50-50 like it's yeah it's a 50-50 race right now yeah like they're both good they both have their ups and downs at the moment but I don't know, I still kind of like the chick that he initially had a crush on at the moment. Oh, that's the childhood friend one. Yeah. Good old childhood friend. I don't know, to me, like, she hasn't done anything wrong in my eyes. In your book? In my book, yeah. What has she done right? <laughs> what has she done right? Oof. Oh, she's making her moves. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, the childhood friend, like, she's... She's the shy kind. The innocent. Kind of like, yeah. I mean, she hasn't done anything to, like, push the guy away from her like or has done anything wrong in my like beliefs and values system like uh, whereas the other chick she kind of like openly expresses her interest towards another guy while she's with him and like she wants help and like she openly admits to like dress like she dresses like very skimpy and stuff like that it's like yo girl you know have some modesty like a little bit yeah put some clothes on (laughs) clothes on but yeah, I don't know. The childhood friend was just always nice to him. They always had that like relationship, like where they were always like good with each other, and nothing really bad or really tainted that relationship between them. Whereas with this new chick, she kind of like, she kind of like shakes up his world. So yeah. like she does some things that like he's not really hundred percent sure on. Like kind of like well, like I've lived my life doing this one thing, but now she's kind of like come in and started doing things differently sort of thing she she gives him the good kind of influence that he needs right now yeah it's good for his character like he gets to grow get out of his shell a little bit yeah he, he gets out of his shell kind of thing takes some initiative ah oh, yeah that's what he needs that's what every mc needs a little bit I, more initiative i've got this other manga that we could talk about this is like the top one that i liked this is the re this is the main reason i, I went into manga it's called Masamune Kun's Revenge. Oh, oh yeah. this is a good read. Such oh, a good read. does it really need a season two? Oh, yes, it does. It needs to finish what it started. Yeah, finish it off. I mean, the anime, the anime was great. Like me personally, I watched the anime, then I just continued the manga. But you read the manga through and through, right? Yep, I read it a numerous amount of times because it's just that good. Damn, that's dedication right there. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, that's how you know it's that good because I read it multiple times and I'm like, oh, that's what I needed. It it has the ending that people want. People need. Yes, you, you just like grab that ending and you inject it straight into your veins and then you're like, yep, I can get on with my week. <laughs> I got rid of my depression for a little bit. Yeah, you got too much depression, just read that manga and you'll be solid for another week. (laughs) Okay, would you want to explain what happens in this manga or the anime or... Well, since you've gone through it multiple times, why don't you explain it? Alright, 
I don't know if I'm good at explaining stuff, but I'll try my best. So basically, this is what happens. Hmm, let me see. What was his name? <laughs> I'm already gonna screw this up. What's the Oh yeah, that's his name. His name's in the title. Fuck, how did the title? <laughs> I'm gonna mess that up. So Masamune. Ah, uh, we'll start off from the beginning. So Masamune was a child back in the day. Of course he was, and he got was getting bullied because he's like a rich child and he was fat. One day he was getting bullied and he was trying to run away from the kids. And then he he finds himself at this rich girl's mansion, and the rich girl, which is like the Cinderay, is all like mean and stuff. And then she's questioning, "What is this fat kid doing here?" And she kind of tells him off, but then she eventually falls for him, and some falling out happens. Um, where do I go for this? Face, can you <laughs> give me a hand with this? <laughs> Yeah, 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 I got it. Um, so pretty much what happens, they have a falling out because uh, it's a bit of a spoiler, so I won't say how they have a falling out, but uh, but he kind of holds a grudge for the rest of his life until they, not rest of his life, but like until they meet again in high school, whereas uh, he kind of worked on himself. He became, like, he slimmed down, became a bit more athletic, like invested a lot of time into his looks and everything like that so oh, yeah. he, he invests himself to become a likable character in the anime and the manga yeah. and he becomes so oh he, he does some research while he's become this likable character like all people do they go through the mangas <laughs> <laughs> ah that's my man of culture right there <laughs> yeah so and then uh so pretty much his grand plan is to like go out go out, ask her out, go on a date with her because she doesn't recognize him anymore because of the way he's changed and uh, grown up. But yeah, so his grand plan is to go out with her and then try and hurt her the way uh, she hurt him back then. And yeah, it's an interesting concept. That's why it's called Masamune's Revenge. Get his revenge. It's all about him trying to like hurt her the way, yeah, hurt her in a way that she hurt him. Yes, because um, in the begin uh, at back to where she, the fat kid was getting bullied when they were younger, so he 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 was about to confess his feelings to him. Oh, he was about to confess his feelings to him. No, he was about to confess his feelings to the girl, but uh, he he shows up at the mansion with like flowers and about to call out for a guy, the character's name, and then he gets made fun of. And gets cold fat and gets told off saying, I could never fall in love with a fat boy. And then he just loses it from there. Yeah, that's kind of how it sparked. No, it was actually really refreshing first time I watched it. I was like, damn, you just don't see this in like romance animes or anime in general, manga. But yeah, I like it when they take like an interesting route like this, like for example this and like rental girlfriend like these new and like the yeah it's good to see um, that a, a concept like that because you don't uh, see many of them was it that anime that we just talked about the uh, the manga where they're uh, the high school couples that have to live together like something oh. that like oh like, more than a married couple yeah more than a married couple that's it yeah like those like interesting concepts that put like people in like these interesting morally questionable like uh, situations it kind of makes you think and like question yourself like what would you do in that situation would you go the mc's route or would you make your own route 
I'd make my own way. That's right, that's the, the best only way. way. The harem way. <laughs> <laughs> harem way or no way? No waifu, no waifu. No waifu, no waifu, that's right. Yeah, yes, we got that shirt. Yeah, we both have that shirt. It's our uniform. Yes, if we had them today... Oh, it oh. would have been a great first start, yeah. Yeah, this, this podcast is a bit everywhere. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's like all a bit muddly, but we'll get it there eventually. Practice makes perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's only the first episode. We can only go forward from here. Exactly. Okay, Base, you want to jump in with your mangas that you want to talk about? All right. Uh, I feel like you've mentioned all the ones that we commonly, we both have uh, read uh, that are the same. Uh, did you, uh, have you, have you read The World or Her? I can't choose. I'm not sure, but you could talk about it anyway. Okay, uh, well this one's actually really interesting. Is It's a really good concept that I like. Uh, so the manga's called, called The World or Her, I Can't Choose. So pretty much this guy has obviously a childhood friend. And one day when they're playing in the forest, they kind of meet this um, other chick. that. Uh, so they start playing together and all that. And then later down like a couple of days later or whatever, they, um, the childhood friend, the chick, has a car accident and she almost dies and because of it she loses her parents. So the entire show is revolved around um, that friend that they made was apparently like a goddess or something, had some sort of magical power that has yet to be explained. And um, so she kind of sacrifices that power to keep the childhood friend alive. But in return, um, that power kind of, like, goes out of control every time she has, like, an emotional breakdown. So, like, she causes tsunamis or uh, earthquakes or whatnot every time, like, she has, like, some sort of mental, like, emotional stimulus. Like, if she's falling in love or if she gets angry or if, you know, something along those lines when her, like, emotions flare up. So, that's the whole concept. The whole concept is um, the goddess eventually like pushing herself onto the guy and being like oh if you're if you fall in love with me i can give you like everything you want like you know pretty much giving him like a girlfriend and a wife on a silver platter but he's there like but i love my childhood friend why can't i be with her but then he learns about like why he can't be with her because uh, if she even falls in love or has like the emotions of love she'll cause disaster and havoc and kill people via like a magical natural disaster thing that power that she possesses that keeps her alive and so it's an interesting concept like with the guy that goes through this whole thing he's like does he choose like a chick that literally throws himself out of the entire time who's super thick by the way uh, or his childhood friend which he's you know been into his entire life but if he's with her then he kind of has to sacrifice the safety of the world to be with her so that's really good like i enjoy it and i'm up to date with it at the moment so i recommend it so that's it is that the Every manga you've talk, you want to talk about? Ah, uh, well, I've got a couple more, but like, we'll save those. Oh yeah. Um. So I'll I'll jump in. Oh, this anime that I want to talk about. Oh, it's a good one. It's called Classroom of the Elite. Oh yeah, that's a good one. If if it, nobody's heard of this anime, well, I'll give you a good explanation. So like the creators of Assassination Classroom decide to make this anime. It's kind of like similar concept, but instead of assassinating people, it's 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 basically a race to get to class A, get the top marks, and when you get the top marks, you get the 
they have and like the a points, point. and the points is equivalent to money. Yeah, they have like a currency system where um, their grades and stuff like they get paid upon uh, the score, their scores and their grades. Yeah, when you get good grades, you get points, and then those points give you money, which you could spend on just about anything mall. at the mall or anything. Literally yeah. anything, not just the mall. Like that's another one of the interesting concepts about that. Like you can spend that on almost anything. Like it doesn't have to be like material possessions. It can be other things as well. Yeah, you can also use your points to get cheat sheets, which is pretty interesting because they use that in the anime. And it's like basically a tactical kind of game in the school. Yeah, it's like a mind game. It's very underhanded tactics that get you like to win. Yeah, it's basically playing chess. And you're making your way to class A, which is what the goal is. Well, so the main character is in class D, I think. Yes. And Akoji, he's the main character. Oh, he's he's quite the character. It's he's a very different MC than what you'd usually see. Yeah, the way he's this character's been built, he's really interesting because he like he hides himself from the other characters in the class. He's yes. not he's not really the outgoing type. He's more like the laid back, reserved kind of like thinks before he acts sort of person. Yeah, he's like the silent guy. He but he's got a plan. And nobody knows about it, but he just comes like a beast plan while he's hitting there silent. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just like his spontaneousness, like sometimes when he just like, things are happening around him and then like he does something out of nowhere and then people are like, yo, why on earth did you just do that? And it, and then like, he doesn't really explain it. And then like you, at the end of the episode or at the end of like the situation, you kind of see how everything turns out and plays out because of his actions that he took. And then you're like, holy crap, this guy's smart. Yeah, he's quite the beast. Oh, if you read the mangas, well, there's, the manga's not really up to date to like more further than it is in the anime. But there, there are some spin-offs kind of mangas of Classroom of the Elite where there's like a moment where Anakonji and Horikita end up together. And I found that was pretty interesting because, you know, he's like a a bland kind of guy, but he's still playing her like a violin. High IQ plays right there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that everything we want to talk about? I think that's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could wrap it up <laughs> and throw it. <laughs> wrap it up, give it away, and whoever decides to take it can take it. I hope you guys all enjoyed this podcast, the Fully Cultured Podcast, with me, A-Sun, the co-host, I'm not the co-host, the host, and my co-host, Bass. That's right, Bass. It was enjoying doing, it was very enjoyable doing this for the first time. Uh, Look forward to many more, or more, I guess, and we'll hear from you guys soon, and talk to you guys soon. We'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Also, stay cultured.